Yeah, recording. Let's do it. I'm Hello. Jackie Cation. Hello. Hello. I am Lori Kilmartin. And Kyle Clark is producing. Hello. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, it's an introductory moment in the Jackie and Lori show. Thrilled <laughs> to be here. <laughs> all these hundreds of episodes later. Exactly. And, and all these hundreds of listeners later. <laughs> <laughs> we are loved. Tonight, if you're in the Patreon or the Max Fund, you get to come to a Zoom show. Yeah, congratulations, people that uh, are contributing extra to the show, besides your listenership, which we love. But uh, for our Patreons and our Max Fun subscribers, we have a 4 p.m. Pacific Zoom show starring myself and Jacqueline and Maria Bamford and mm. Rohita Kadambi and Carmen Morales. So. And I- and I asked Katie Hughes to do it too. And we could just this could just go on forever, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have to leave at six because I have to pick Andy up at the airport. But uh, you guys, Zoom is free. You just keep going. We're not and going. It, we're not doing a two-hour show, Jackie. Well, it can just keep going because I have advanced Zoom, so uh, there's no right. forty-minute limit. <laughs> I have the two thousand dollar a year Zoom, so. Yeah, it's, you're making you're, you're making Zoom money. Wait yeah. for the rest of us. Must be nice. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm making Zoom some money. <laughs> <laughs> is what you're, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Maria is working on a new hour because she just recorded her new um, her special. her new special, mm-hmm. and um, and so that's why I asked her. Yes. If she wanted to do it. And she's also doing like a show at um at the PDA at the public display of Altadena, whatever it's called. Is that where she uh is that where she um taped her special, the Sunday morning one, Saturday mm-hmm. morning okay. Yep. Okay. Nice. That's uh that's uh Well Jackie, we're all working on our new hours. I mean, you checked a bunch of material, right? You're it's it's true. I am working on on a new hour. Is this sound better? Kyle? Yes. This, the, the fourth wall is broken. I've received a message saying I was a little hot. Anyway, so it's, I am hot. A lot of people don't know that about me. Uh, I've done so many sets this week. I've done a lot of uh, Los Angeles-based stand-up comedy. I did Largo with Maria. And when you do Largo, you know how famous you are by how late in the night you go. <laughs> I, I closed. Ah. because everyone else wanted to go home sure and uh so there was i had to follow very very beautiful very beautiful sad sack music and um because there's always a beautiful folk singer that uh that hangs out with flanagan and um yeah and it was funny because uh judd apatow is um doing was a documentary about it was his show yeah it was oh, a benefit okay. for the aclu oh, okay. and um he he loved he loves maria and wants to do a a, a documentary about it nice. and, and about her and she told him that he had to pay her to do a documentary about her and so as a joke 
throughout the entire evening, whenever the cameras were in front of the audience, he would hand her hundred dollar bills and she would pocket every single one of them. And, uh, it was, it was very funny. I think either she paid me or he, she made him pay me uh, to do that gig. And, um, and Flanagan was like, I, I would love to do a, just a Maria Bamford and friends night. And I was like, well, if you do what Judd just did, which is pay her and send a car to Altadena, she will totally do it. And he was like, what? Of course I would do that. And um, I guess uh, he was told that uh, she wouldn't. Oh, okay. Well, listen, uh, you can uh, take, you can pick me up at any point in time and book me. I just want to let all bookers know that, uh, and I'll even drive to Altadena. You would drive. There. Oh and my then- gosh. You'll go, you'll go to Oshkosh for a one-nighter. Yes, I you're, will. You're on board. I was just talking to a friend of mine from Oshkosh who was like, Lori will do any show, won't she? And I was like, yes, uh, within reason. I mean, as if, I mean, there's two reasons for Lori to do a show. She, mm-hmm. she wants and needs the stage time. She wants and needs the money. I, isn't that all of us? Yeah. I, I mean, mean what was, what was the thing? Don't, in- some people don't want stage time. That's what I've learned about some comedians. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is so it. weird. I know. And did you, uh, was it Holly? Who who in the, in the, in the lineup was calling us sharks? <laughs> oh, that might've been Holly. Yeah. In, yeah, in, yeah. In the, in it the, got, the it got a little hot. Everyone started contributing. Yeah, it got, it got thick. We're, we're sharks where we can't. If we stop, we'll die. We'll if we stop. Yeah, yeah. We'll stop die. swimming. Always be swimming. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. You know what? I also think it's part of it is like the audience is changing so quickly. You know, like every year, it's a little different. They're younger. It's just the audiences are always changing, and yeah. you it, they force you to keep up with them, right? Yeah. Wise and all that stuff. And if you pull out for a couple years for whatever reason, and a lot of people have good reasons, you've got family shit going on, whatever. The re-entry is really difficult because the audience has moved on and you're (laughs) stuck with the last things that you remember talking about. And it's hard to readjust and you're always gonna feel a little off. Like I I feel like last night I was at, at the West Side and there were like zero parents in the crowd. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that I it, but it, it's just like the thing I normally bond with like say 20 to 80 percent of the audience with was not available and it's like that oh okay well I'll just tell you know th- these jokes whatever but yeah but I, I do think you course you, correct as much as you can yes but when you but at least you know I'm I'm still going up at least you can yeah right I'm just saying like it's very hard to re-enter and get used to the new audience you know you said reasons to pull out and i turned into a child anyway you're constantly a child and i'm shocked when you act like an adult How about <laughs> um yeah uh i i left the stage early last night i was at flappers and uh there were five people in the front row who were so angry I was at the Yoohoo room, so it was a small crowd. And oh, at the I Yoohoo, think, what happened? The Yoohoo is such a great room. It can be a great room. It can be. It can be a goofy room, right? It can be dumb. And I, Jackie K, should have opened. I have. I have done stand up in front of the silent. I have done stand up in front of um, the, and in the Yoohoo room. Is I that what that is? You wanted to riff that? Okay. <laughs> no, don't riff that. I just. No, no. I, I had a theory as to why they were angry. 
Uh, they might have been angry. I don't know why they were angry, but they still they were so angry they affected the other nine people in the room. Like the room is small, right? It only it was Saturday. I assume that they were angry because they couldn't get into Leno's show on the other side. Why would you be angry about that? Well, I thought about telling him I was Leno. How would they know? You could um, be like, oh, I'll see you <laughs> next Monday or the Monday after or the Monday after. The, so the Saturday after or the whatever. I mean, he's there all the time. I know. Yeah. Don't be mad That's if you don't get into his show. Right. But they were so, so like it was, I left early. I was like, I, they, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't let me. They, it, they were so angry and they infected. I was like, yeah, you're not, I'm not able to work on any of the jokes I wanted to work on. So I'm going to go. And so I walked up stage and the MC was right there. And, uh, and then Dave Reinitz was also picking up a set. So it was fine. They had plenty of comedy. They, yes. they, they had someone else who was, I was unwilling to chip at that ice is what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, I see a little melted by the time you get up on stage. I understand. Slightly, slightly. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, there. They had not been, yeah, the, it was, and I had asked to go up first, so I I brought it upon myself. You really did. Um, yeah. So, and as always, as always with stand up comedy, you bring it on yourself. You've you chose to do it tw- forty years ago, Jackie. It's not your fault. It's not their fault that you chose to do stand up comedy. Uh, but I did Whoa. hot tub. Yeah, okay. But, but I just want to say, the audience, you guys are very important, and. Yeah. A, a, like if you had a great group of five people, they also would have infected the audience in a positive way, right? They bring everyone so, along. Yeah, like our bunch right up front is going to bring the crowd down. So if you're just a regular old audience member out there, you are really crucial to how good the show is. Don't <sighs> don't uh, doubt your power. Right, because you it is a re- it is a real a power and a real gift when you have that audience that matters, right? Yes, yes. So hot tub. Mm, right so i did hot tub and i did t t g t g just across from uino vino or whatever and um yeah languages are my strong suit have i (laughs) I mentioned anyway so um yeah so hot tub was super fun uh i i i I did a rant which i was very irritated i did not record oh Uh, right because uh it actually it found the right angles right so um but i'm gonna i've i've written a bunch on it on what the rant would have been about and it's just about how you work on yourself and you either think that you're the worst person in the world or the best person in the world who just needs a little tweaking you're either the best person in the world who needs a little tweaking or you're a piece of shit and you got to fix yourself. And in both cases, you are incorrect. Uh, you are just a normal person. And uh, we're all just normal people that are just that can get slightly better or slightly right. worse. Exactly. And unless you're a murderer, I mean, I know I've seen Barry. I know that Barry's hoping to be a better person by stopping to kill people. It's, I mean, that is a low bar. That is truly yeah. a, yes. I, I am going to watch Barry after succession. I couldn't handle both of them at the same time. Oh, uh, I, I saw the first season and then I was like, as much as I love Mr. Emily Heller, uh, cannot, cannot do it too dark. Oh, okay. So well, funny. Excited, so you will love just- it. I will. And you know uh, who will? Your boy. Your son will love it. He loves it. He's already watching it. 
Okay. We're still watching The Walking Dead. We're almost at the end of season seven. And we started this new anime called Blue Lock. Well, my son has seen every anime. He, everything he watches is a rewatch for him when he watches yeah. me. And it's about a, a soccer team. It's an anime soccer, like it's uh, soccer players. They want, there's one position of striker available for the, the national Japanese soccer team. Mm-hmm. So there's 300 kids in this a facility kind of like a just like an a camp like an east german or soviet uh, olympic camp and they're all vying for this one spot and squid games squid games yeah Yeah. i guess so yeah Um, but it's it's really funny and it's really Mm -hmm. good and they they get sports right and they get i don't know they get that like um the the animation and the art's really cool looking oh cool i recommend it they're very short episodes it's not dark like like say attack on titans yeah yeah it's really fun and what what streaming platform uh maybe crunchy roll i'm pretty okay always crunchy roll yeah that's anime that sounds right it's like five bucks Um, a month really worth it for our family we Yeah, yeah yeah for the for the amount of anime you're consuming almost every uh almost everybody his age is is and and probably 10 years 10 years older five maybe well well uh are 10 i would say like are are big anime and everyone younger than him is even more into anime than him i know so it's uh i have to watch some anime if i want to get my references away from uh, a cary grant audrey hepburn movie (laughs) called charade (laughs) i okay so i did a show i did a show where and i have to uh where I was doing a set, but I was also evaluating students of somebody's class. Yeah. I'll just put this right here. Uh, it's not a secret, I don't think. But she has a class. She teaches stand-up, right? Yeah. And so I would do... And so one, this one guy, and um, he's an, he's like art, maybe younger than us. Mm-hmm. And he, he had a, a Fred McMurray reference. And I was like, you cannot... <laughs> You, I barely know who Fred McMurray is, and I'm practically correct collecting Social Security. You cannot <laughs> go in front of regular audiences and say Fred McMurray. I forbid. I, <laughs> I, except that there, Nick at Night. I would say that that there's a whole generation that did watch Nick at Night. Um, maybe. I mean, there's a more generations now. We're not don't we're not don't even have cable. Right. Well, I have a new Edward G. Robinson reference, so we can look forward to that. And uh, I mean, unless you're going to take the time to explain it and then, which is fine, but it's just, you can't use it as a punchline or a major descriptor. It's just, it's got to stop. It's it's no one piece. (laughs) Few things are. One piece, my God! It's an anime that never stops. Over a thousand episodes. I think mm-hmm. I watched a hundred. As like, I can't. I don't know where these. <laughs> I just, I'm done. It's great, and I love the villains, but I, it was too it's much. It's not about getting to the end. It's about enjoying the journey to get it's there. Very Buddhist, I guess. Then, right? I like an ending. I'm a capitalist, Mm-mm. so you know that. Uh, I, I probably told you this story last week, but uh, so Mike Kaplan was on the Dork Forest mm-hmm. talking about Buddhism. That was his Whoa. his dorkdom. I love. And I call- and oh, I has a new yeah, special out, by the way. That's right. And yeah. it's uh, yeah, yeah. That's why he was on the Dork Forest. Is it on YouTube? And what? Is it on YouTube? Probably. He probably yeah. told me. You guys okay. should go to dorkforest.com. <laughs> but I will say this: is I was talking to my dad right before I recorded, and I said I have to. I'm doing a Dork Forest about Buddhism, and my dad goes, "I once pitched a nudist colony." 
And I said, not nudism, Dad. Oh, yeah, nudism. Yeah, okay. Made me laugh. And, uh, <laughs> and then he told me anyway. Um, well, Jackie, it's a story worth telling twice. That's what right. I said. And then I did uh, the TG across from Owino Vino. Yeah. And that one, um, they desperately wanted me to close. Uh, and that one's flattering when they want you to close. And, um, but yeah. still late. And uh, th- that's the one where I'm like, no, I'll, I'll go up early. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, but because the audience was so good. It was really good, the audience. And Peacock cl- show. Yeah. Pe- I believe it's called Peacock. And it's in that, that's, uh, there's a main yeah. bar. And then you go back and then there's a table that where they're making sliders. I don't know how legal that is, but uh, the slide, I was hungry. I had a slider. It was delicious. Oh, oh, in the back. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah the foods. Yeah. Full and delicious. Yes. Yeah. It's like not even a truck. It's a, it's less a than table. A, it's a table. It's a, it's a, it's a slider table. Oh my mm-hmm. God. So good. Yep. And oh. then, yeah. So other than that, I did a show at Flappers last night, sort of. Yep. And then tonight I, uh, I have another one. 7 p.m. So, oh, that's cool. I am uh, at the La- uh, Long Beach Laugh Factory tonight. I have a bunch of checks to pick up at Hollywood. I keep hoping they'll book me at the Hollywood so I can pick up my checks, but maybe I'm on the B list or something. I don't know, but I, I'm on the Oh, because does Laugh Factory list. pay by check at the Hollywood? Yeah, you have to pick it up. Yes. It's as it's, opposed to the Hollywood Improv, which hands you a sweaty or crisp twenty to fifty dollar, ten to twenty fifty dollar bill. Jackie, let's not let the IRS know about that. <laughs> right, <laughs> there's tens get, of dollars being cons- being earned, <laughs> and uh, I will say, um, hmm. Well, oh yeah, well, I wait. still haven't gotten paid from Vegas. That's ridiculous uh then uh so every i try not to, you know this is a this is a flashback to when i first started doing stand-up where mm-hmm. you don't want to bother the booker because you're hoping to get booked and not paid again and uh so every th- tour but i'm not but i'm no longer that person so it's every two or three days instead of once every two weeks asking jackie so, i don't want you to bother the booker so i don't get booked because people are starting to put us in the same category oh we're going to the jackie creek in the cave today yes. jackie complained that she wasn't paid i guess Lori's gonna complain <laughs> never mind <laughs> but you're gonna want to get paid even more than me um so the um yeah no but she's so i i finally they're sending a check okay so that'll be nice when I get that one day. Well, I, so I have, uh, so I'm at the, I'm at Long Beach tonight. I have to pick up my checks, checks at some point. I am begging them to give me a Hollywood date. So I, I don't have to swing by the Hollywood Improv or Hollywood Laugh Factory, not have a set and get my checks. Can I just- And pay for my- parking. Yeah. Yes, please. Right, right. Um, and then uh, I did the Barkley. Oh my God, that was so fun. Oh, was- Cool. It was a uh, lady comics night. It was uh, Maria was there. Solange Castro was there. Kathy Ladman was there. Um, fun. A couple other, it was really fun. And the, it was, the room was packed and um, I riffed something that I think can be a staple and a joke in a story I'm building. I'm, I'm right. excited to talk about the JetBlue masturbator. And oh, good. that will be hopefully a five minute tale soon. Um, 
I, I'm finding Jackie. I always like to have a good dick joke to offset any, you know, uh, any sort of virtual virtue signaling I do on other bits. So that and and average oh, white audience member doesn't. Get I am anything. waiting for you to write the virtue signaling dick joke. Oh, oh. just think about how that's what that's what male dick jokes are. They're just that's a virtue signaling dick joke. That's yeah, a vagina signaling dick joke. How about that? Well, no, because it's they're always talking about how, how big or small their their dicks are. Mm -hmm. I was just riffing off a different phrase. That's all. Did you Jack. get it? Did you get it? Okay, you got it. It turns <laughs> out. Best interests. Um, let's see. I uh, so anyway, Barclays was really fun, and then then the set were at the where I I closed out the where the set where I had to evaluate everybody. That was very stressful, by the way. Uh, like right, because most people, everyone's making the same mistake, <laughs> you know, which oh, is not enough. Beginning. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I could say is get on stage more. I, I will say that the people that have had theater training, um, for them to to learn to break the fourth wall, it's really difficult for them. They have they have that theatrical presentation, and stand up is like looking the audience in the eyes constantly. Okay, it's you. It's the opposite of musical theater, and I think it's it seems like it's really hard for people trained that way to to switch it off. Because it must feel like cheating or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it does. Huh. I do know that I, that when people, whenever anyone goes into a character on stage, it cannot last for too long unless you're, you know, massively famous because they will lose interest, you know, the audience. Or, is like, or, oh. it's, or it has more punchlines than it currently does. You can only do the character for as long as there is punchlines. So right. If you're, right. So if you want to do a five minute character, holy smokes, you've, oh, shit. you've cursed yourself because no, you yeah, have to write three punchlines for every minute. I say, well, I, uh, and that's it. And that is an arbitrary number. I'm so sorry. It is. But also you need you as the comic need to break in and not have a five minute straight monologue. <laughs> you, you need to not even have a more than 30 seconds as another person. Because you have to let the audience know you're still there and you're going to attack them if they, you know, <laughs> they start acting up. That's actually the Laurie Kilmartin school of stand-up. You know my theory. The audience needs to be afraid you're going to attack them. <laughs> At all <laughs> That's times. That's how you control them. <laughs> all right. So Thursday, I go to San Francisco to do a benefit, an immigration benefit that I'm doing with Shang Wang and Aparna Nancherla. Nice. Um, and that'll be super fun. A great and, show. Uh, that's a great show. And we're all just doing 15s, I think. And they're flying you up? Yep. And they're putting you up? Yep. Oh, my gosh. But uh, I still haven't heard back from Throckmorton. Oh, okay. Um, I would love to be flown up and put me up and get to do longer than 15 minutes at the Throck. Yeah. This thing, this thing is, uh, yeah, this thing promises to be very fun. And then Friday, I fly to Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going to do a red eye uh from san francisco to milwaukee and then somehow figure out how to sleep all day at my brother's house and then do two shows that night and then i was like you're banana land that's bananas right. uh so i'm gonna sleep like a christian i'm gonna get up uh at like five o'clock in the morning and go to the airport and fly and get there at like two and then rent a car and then oh does anyone want to hear the end of my horrible hangover force uh gpt whatever 
Why did you interrupt one story to tell us the ending of another story? Jackie, I'm listening. Right, I know it. It's uh but the um <laughs> it's fine. I'm just uh, I'm going to get to Milwaukee on Friday. I'm doing shows Friday and Saturday in Milwaukee. Okay. So, uh in other news, last week I lost my rental car keys. Remember? Oh, right. Yes. Because yeah. it was uh, the hackiest uh outtakes from a shitty a sequel to a show that has not yet been written uh they were rental car keys were flushed down the toilet at a movie theater at 11 o'clock at night in uh suburban minnesota my god um days later every day i called them and i was like is it over and uh when i called them on sunday they said that they didn't know where the car was and if <sighs> i could call roadside assistance they could find out where they had towed the car. And I said, wait, your roadside assistance? And they wait, said, a whole week later? No, the day later. Okay, okay, okay. And okay. um, I was, because it happened. So I called on Sunday. I was told that it was towed to somewhere safe, mm -hmm. an impound lot. And so I, and to find out when, but that the, the case could be open for up to five days and they would charge me for the car every day. And then it would be between five fifty and a thousand dollars to replace the car and the towing and the lockout, the the car, the keys, the lockout and the tow. You could have called the locksmith; that they could have done it uh, for like I don't know, a couple hundred for sure. But still, I don't think a locksmith can make car keys uh, yeah. for for a rental car. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah, I don't think that that's something that anybody's wants to take liability for. But uh, I did, you know, that I did eventually call AAA. Yeah. And they were there in 20 minutes and they opened the car and I got my sweater and I got my nephew's present. And we then we took a lift to the hotel and the next day they were like, well, the car got towed. We don't we don't know where, but uh, it'll it, the case will be open for up to five days and it could cost all this. So I, I called on Monday and I was like um, and they said, well, we because um, I talked to a couple of different people and I had been saying about it. Cause it was yeah. the weirdest thing that had ever happened. And, um, and they said that they'd put a priority on it. And so Tuesday, I, Tuesday or Wednesday, I got a receipt from budget. They charged me one cent. I win. They, they charged charge you one extra cent. Yeah. One extra penny because they have, they have to charge something to process sort of what happened. Wow. That's nice. Yeah, it was nice. And because uh, I, I did call the roadside and I found out that it had been towed back to where I rented it. Uh, and so I gave them their own address and telephone number when I called back to the <laughs> service and I said, here's where it was towed. And I'm sure they found an extra, you know, they found like an extra set of keys or something. Yeah, that's amazing. I ha also had incredible rental car luck. That's right. The car in, in Milwaukee. So far, they've only charged me 50 bucks. Uh, four days happened i'm afraid they're gonna figure out their snafu and i'm not saying anything and i'm not saying the name of the car company nothing Somebody i call i called it. budget and asked if the penny was right don't i would never do that i know i did it just it was a it was i thought what would elliot cation do and then i did the opposite something, <laughs> <laughs> something it's not right with these rental car companies and us, unless there's a secret society of women who work rental car companies that love us and are going to be on our side from now on. Because or because we're not jerks. You know, you're not a jerk when you rent a car and you, cause you were nice enough to say you should come to my show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then that person came to the show and I don't think she did, as far as I know. No. Oh, really? No. Well, I don't know. She didn't tell me. Okay. I was at the merch table every night afterwards. She could have come up. Hey, I finally got uh I, I got uh, a sketch merch. I put it out there for four different artists to do the bees t-shirt mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. And um I I got a tentative from one from one person and I have to find find that to tell her to stop working on it because I got almost a final from Jenny Fine who did the Horcrux album and the Meat Shield shirt. Yeah. And it's freaking adorable. The B shirt. It's gonna oh, be awesome. I love it. Yeah. How much put put in how much are you paying her? I don't know. I asked her. And and the last thing she did for me was the was the Meat Shield design, mm-hmm. which ended up being um uh twelve thousand six hundred dollars to charity. Wow. Um to various anti immigrant you know, like pro immigration yeah. legal uh whatever and uh so she said the bees thing she said oh is this for charity too and i said no no this is a for-profit endeavor feel free to charge me whatever you would charge someone for such a thing and um yeah she also did yeah she also did the drawing of my dad for the challenge coin and the dad shirt oh cool she did our little drawing that i made into stickers that i oh yeah yeah. i remember to bring them i'm uh, trying out um my centaur image on a magnet i'm very tired of t-shirts right i'm tired of organizing the sizes and Mm -hmm. i'm not sure men want to buy it (laughs) so it's more of a woman's shirt um well we'll see anyway i'll i'll sell these and then see how the magnets go um yeah i i bought a gigantic uh on ebay somebody was selling it to me um suitcase which are really expensive. Oh, right. And uh, so I bought it, obviously, secondhand. And um, you can feel you- it. But they w- then you've got like an 80-pound suitcase. So that's not even helpful either. If I have like... So anyway, I have to, uh, I have to figure right. out... I, I bought a super cheap version of the giant one. And the first time it went over the 50 pounds, I was like, oh, I can't use this. <laughs> this yeah. is actually not of any use. To, like if I was selling sweatshirts... Something bulky, (laughs) that'd be different, but everything's super dense and heavy. And uh, so I have two smaller, like sort of normal size roller bags. Yeah. And um, I spent a fortune because I bought them new. And because, and it's, you, you told us the brand, but you, because you, because Maria buys them secondhand, those Toomey bags, you can get them secondhand for a reasonable amount of money. Yeah. If you, if you buy them new uh jackie cation uh brand sucker uh bought t- uh two two roller bags and then i bought andy a backpack from to because it's awesome and then he bought me a backpack from to me uh because it's awesome and the last time i was carrying my to backpack uh with chad daniels chad was said i was gonna ask you how things are going and then i saw your backpack jackie things are going well <laughs> and I'm like it's a it was a gift though I would have spent I mean the thing is is the great thing about it was a lifetime guarantee mm-hmm. I've already brought both of the roller bags to get zippers replaced and 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 wheels replaced at yeah. the Toomey store so um you just have I, to pay shipping yeah I have a Samsonite that I got from Conan and uh so it had Conan's name on it and then my it got a little ripped during um you know baggage handling so i had to put like i had a leather 
like cover put on top of it. So it looks nice. But now the, the slider thing doesn't work. And uh, I took it to a luggage place and they're like, it's, I don't know. It just seems unfixable. So I'm sort of bummed. I hate, I would rather fix things than buy new ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I had a, um, <laughs> I, had a I, I have a, I have a guy who might be able to fix that. Okay. Give me, give me. He's a, a he's a cobbler. He's literally a cobbler. I brought it to the, the shoe store here and they, but maybe a different cobbler will. Yeah. This is a, an old Armenian guy. He, he'll okay. be able to fix it or he'll know someone. Hey, let's take a quick break. You probably already have a favorite animal. Maybe it's a powerful apex predator like the tiger or a cute and cuddly panda. And those are great. But have you considered something a little more unconventional? Could I perhaps interest you in the Greenland shark, which can live for nearly 400 years? Or maybe the jewel wasp who performs brain surgery on cockroaches to control their minds? On Just the Zoo of Us, we review animals by giving them ratings out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Listen with friends and family of all ages to find your new favorite animal with Just the Zoo of Us on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. And let's do the, the comic of the week. Oh, our comic of the week is Maddie Kelly. Uh, she popped up on my Instagram. She's very funny. Is she, is she the one that you said, of. Where? how do I not know her? Was that the one? I don't know. How, how do none of us not know these people? These people are popping up on her Instagram, fully formed comedians, and I can't <laughs> stand it. And her Instagram is It's Maddie Kelly, right? I-T-S-M-A-D-D-Y-K-E-L-L-Y? Yeah, Kelly with a Y and Maddie with a Y. And yeah, not an absolutely. EY, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either, both of them end with Ys. Two two consonants and a Y. Um, <laughs> so check out Maddie Kelly. She's very funny. Um, Yay! Oh, I was going to say, uh, so I also had a, I also like to give stuff away on Craigslist, you know, stuff where you think, I can't donate this, it's damaged, but somebody would use it, right? And so far, yeah. everyone has... Every time I put something up and said, hey, here are all these caveats. Does anyone want this fucking thing? People want it, right? So I had a, a Marmot vest, which is a pretty nice brand that Kony gave uh, everyone for Christmas presents. And this main zipper was broken. And I was like, it's going to cost too much. And I can't do it myself. And so let me just give it away. And somebody, uh, somebody picked it up. Like, you know, I couldn't donate it, but to someone else's, this lady's like, oh, my mom's a seamstress, so she'll do it. And I'm like, yay, I hope, I hope her mom does it and it has a new good home. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is, um, that is great. I, um, what, uh, what else is happening? And I wish I had more better <laughs> stories. <laughs> I know you will come up with stories as soon as I start talking. That's when your brain is flooded with stories. <laughs> and I you're like, I don't know what to say. Okay. Uh -oh. I'll say this. Kyle and I did the tiny, um, the tiny special. Cause it's oh, called yeah. looking back, uh, yeah. it's me telling car jokes into the ass of a car. Kyle's yes. car. My God. And, uh, I was talking to, I thought I would talk to someone who actually knew how to do social media mm -hmm. PR. She, you know, she's a big deal. Uh, like she's, she's not a big, she's not a big deal, but I mean, she knows things, right? right. She's super smart. And she told me to wait. I've been told twice this week to wait. Guess what? I don't ever want to do. Wait. If something's done, I want to put it out. Right. And she's like, For what? 
well, because uh, uh, she recommended I redo my website because my website has not been redone in like uh, 10 years or eight years right. or something. And um, the guy who does my website, he's a good guy and he's a perfectly good web designer. But um, she's got a she's got a like a new elaborate plan and it's going to be fine. And and uh, and he has a regular job. He's not going to I can't imagine he'll miss it. Um, and if he does. I'm sorry. I'll take him to lunch the next time I'm in Chicago, which, by the way, will be on the 9th of June. Anyway, so um, <laughs> but she was like, uh, we're going to redo your website. She helped me redo my mailing list. Hmm. And my mailing list is getting something like the percentage of opens. The opening of my mailing list has gone from like 30 percent to 64 percent where people are clicking all the buttons and everything. Wow. Yeah. The interaction has increased uh, sort of epically. And yeah, I got to do that. Well, I, I've, I have this, this email list. I wouldn't, I somehow got sucked into MailChimp a dozen years ago. Yeah. And the thing about it is that they start, if you have over 2000 people on your list, mm-hmm. which I never have, because I mean, Quite honestly, there's 11,000 people on the planet that fucking love me, right? Right. And that's great. But, um, yeah. So, actually, the clicks on this particular one I just sent out was uh, like 45%, which is actually good. But it's better than it has been before the revamp. Right, right. And, um, and so... So she's really good at PR stuff. And she's like, don't just put out this tiny, hilarious, adorable special, which is what it is. Um, and instead, we'll we'll give it to like the people who like you, those 11,000 people, right? The Patreons, the Max Funds, mm-hmm. the Rangers of the Dork Forest, like the people who who genuinely, they should get it, the, they should get to see it first. Yeah. For like two weeks yeah. or something yeah. and then just put it out there and clip it into a thousand pieces. And I was like, oh, that sounds like you're right. Uh, I don't want to wait, uh, but it turns out I could be. I, yeah. How about like you do a live viewing with people? She recommended that. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're going to have people watch it, your fans watch it. These are people that are going to want to, they would love to like sit in and watch it with you. Like a, what was that thing we did on zoom? What was the, what was the, what what was the, the, we did a platform. No, no. The platform on zoom over lockdown that I ended up doing. I did a, I, how can I be spacing the name? It was, it was sort of a produced late night idea. Um, and Maria did a show. I remember who did that, but I, yeah, I remember that, but I don't, uh, remember. Can't remember the name of the company. Right. Right. Cause, uh, I did the staycation live release was done over that. Oh yeah. Jackie. I mean, that seems like a cool thing, you know? Yeah. What was, are, are you the name of that live release company? <laughs> I, I worked with, um, Morgan J last night. Who's like pretty big on social media, right? Brilliant. Yeah, he put out a special. He couldn't sell it. So he's it's on YouTube. Like, if that guy 
those posts are super inspiring as far as like striking out on your own and stuff. Uh, yeah, but but how are every single comics, company rejected it? Yeah, how are comics supposed to? I don't know. Like th this also reminds me of kind of like what the writers are striking against. Like like the amount of free work that writers have to do before anything gets paid is it's growing. It's horrendous. Same with actors. The New Yorker had a, had a really good article on self tapes and self auditions and how much work actors are expected to do for an audition. Right. And how much money it's saved producers. And now it's the same with stand up. Like, we're paying for everything now. We're saving everyone so much money. We're not getting much extra money from it. Headlining money isn't, you know, like say average based headlining money. It's the same. It's like 20 years. It's been, it's always been like 20 Yeah, years, it's been right? the same. It's like low headline money is actually lower now than it was when I first started. I think it's like eight or $900. It can be as low as $600 for headline money and for a weekend. And, uh, but it's like low normal like four or five shows is like $1,200 without any sort of credits or anything, which is why everyone should buy everyone else's merch. <laughs> and um, yes, but it's, and, it's just, this is a, where, where's this going? Like how are any comedians supposed to make money? If you have to constantly pay for all of this shit, you yeah. don't make money off a YouTube special. You right. don't. Very few people do. Ari Shafir, apparently, I someone was saying, hasn't made his money back, you know? And he has a huge podcast. Like, it's not the fault of the comics. It's like, you can't make money. Right. Ah! Somebody's making money, and it's yes. not the comics. That's it's the point, the is that, yeah. So, like, whatever is going to happen with the writer's strike, and hopefully that SAG will join us, maybe it'll bleed over into comedy a little bit, you know? I can't believe I got paid for a special. It wasn't a lot, but it was something. Yeah. Am yeah. I the last, are we the, the uh, us that just did these comedy dynamic specials? Are we the last ones to get paid for a special now? If everyone's just putting their own shit out? Oh my God. No, there'll always be, there'll always be some money. There'll always be some people paying some, some money. There'll be four popular white guys that will, of course, always work. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The, the, the different, the one, the top 1% of comics make so much money. Yeah. You know, and the bottom 99% are having to pay for everything they do. But yeah. I don't know what the solution is, but it's not, it's a, it's a bad place we're headed if this is what we all have to do all the time. And the weird thing is that to some extent, it's always been that way. You know, I mean, I know that people who self-produced their own shows back in the eighties and nineties ended up making more money. So, um, than people who didn't. You know, but there has to be a space for people who can't do 18 things. <laughs> right. you know, there are some right. comics who can't like just me watching what you do. It's like, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so overwhelming. All this. So many irons, so many irons in the yeah. front. Some people cannot do that. I can't do all of what you do. I can do a partial. Some people can't do it all, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't. Yeah, be I can't do all of what. Look at Jenny Yang. Yeah. Jenny Yang, uh, talk about irons on the fire, just cranking stuff out. Kira Sultanovich, I mean, all of us just doing like 19 different things going, what about this? We're all throwing noodles at the wall, hoping it's al dente. That's mm -hmm. I've decided to replace the uh, monkey shit analogy with the uh, noodles okay. and al dente. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. I love You're welcome. You're welcome, America, for me cleaning that up for Laugh USA. 
Um, What's Laugh USA? It's the clean, it's, uh, this is just going to make you mad. It's the clean channel on Sirius XM. That does make but, me angry. Yeah. <laughs> all mention of Sirius XM should make you angry. Um, I got my, I got my, uh, I got my check from Sound Exchange for the, for the, the set that I cut into pieces or Blonde Medicine did. And uh, I, I'm told that that'll be the lowest one in a couple of months. And it was pretty good. So Never. I see. Sure. Um, is this the first one you sent? You showed me the first one. Is this the, yeah, the first one? This is the second one. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. supposedly it's supposed to be double that next month. So that's, that's almost uh that's low headliner money, you know, well, it's, uh, for a long time I was making about a, uh, about a week's pay low headliner money a month. And it was yeah. great. It was actually quite helpful. And, um, and that shouldn't be considered extra money. And it's like, no, they're using your stuff to sell stuff. So you should be making that money. Every comic, it's not extra money. It's your, yeah, it's not you created is creating money for Sirius. So you should get a piece of it. Right. And they're, and they clearly, they, you know, there's, there's, I don't, Sirius XM doesn't advertise. They're sort of like HBO, right? They just advertise right, right. for themselves. Yeah. It's all subscription. And someone was telling me about all these subscription streaming stuff is that they've had about 15 years to figure out how to distribute and make this work. And all they've done is hire a new CEO every couple of years to figure out how to make this work. And that's why they're not making as much. They're, they're not making as much money as they think they are. And they can say, well, we're not making any money. We can't give the writers this money. We're not making it. It's like, no, you're giving it all to one dude. No, they are. S- they are making lots of money though. Yeah. But they the, are. and the subscription money is money, right? There's plenty yeah, of money. Plenty. Yeah. No, they're making tons of money. Yeah. And they're, not, and they're just keeping it. Just like everything else in this country, people are just like 18 people have all the money and <laughs> keeping it and they fight every attempt at text. It's, I don't know where we think we're going with this, you know? It's right. Well, that place. it will some sort of nihilistic poetry. Um, yeah. That's where we're going. Let's take a quick break on that cheerful thought. I'm Jordan Cruciola, the host of Feeling Seen, where we talk about the movie characters that make us feel seen. And I'm the show's producer, Marissa. Jordan, you've interviewed so many directors, actors, writers, film critics, and I like to play this little game where I take a sip of coffee every time someone says, that's such a great question. That's such a fabulous question. Or they tell you how smart you are. I think that you are rather brilliant. And of course, the big one is, when, when they, they cry, cry unexpectedly. unexpectedly, yes, yes. Jordan, I don't want to cry on your podcast. I wasn't expecting to <laughs> cry. I mean, it makes me kind of want to cry. <sighs> Feeling Seen comes out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Listen already. What are you waiting for? Jordan, that's such a great question. <laughs> All right, Jackie. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> so you know my don't tell put up my black Twitter bit? Yeah. So um, it got it got a new wave of, comments you know and okay. i as you could see in the longer bit on my on cis week growth uh, cis woke grief slut coming out soon uh you know i make a point of saying uh it was a mistake to return to the thread and yeah. add comments right and mm-hmm. so now there are a lot of comments on my black twitter bit that i'm dying to respond to but guess what i'm taking my own advice in the joke and just Letting it go. Step it away. Step it uh, away. 
No, I mean, it's mostly good. It's mostly like good feedback, but the people that are like analyzing every word are, um, imbuing intention on me or what I was making fun of. And it's like, no, all I was doing is making fun of white people in a way that would make a mostly white audience laugh and not get offensive. That's basically the bottom line using myself as a proxy. Yes. Um, and I'll, there's a lot of extra commentary or I'm like, no, no, no. And the commentary is coming from people who like, look at like a Vonnegut book and dissect it. I was like, go <laughs> teach high school English. You douche. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> guess what? He was, you know, you, you, you're like, you're looking for metaphors and analogies and, and, and all of these things that were not the intention of the author. No, no, no. And um, yeah. So, you know, uh, here's the thing as comics like people's opinions of our jokes are they're interesting but they're actually not any of our business unless, right. Right. unless you're like oh thank you i didn't realize that let me you know i don't want that you know being uh you know like i was very very careful on the wording on my all my trans stuff i just wanted yeah. to make sure it didn't uh it, yeah, it, yeah, like it, that they them bit it. that took forever yeah right So I'm always interested in that, but then, you know, it's, it's at some point it's like, now the book's up and it's done and I'm, you know, it cannot be changed, but also like, I wasn't, that wasn't, you know, you're reading way too much into this, this, you know, my native American, um, Indian casino, fast food, you know, food bit that I did on Conan Mm -hmm. will often get sort of like commentary about me using the word Indian, but they, they're called Indian casinos. The people are called Native Americans. I'm using the the language that was current at the time. You know, yeah. the name yeah. of that. Uh, there's a plant in our front yard that um, is Uh-oh. this is this racist? I I don't know what else it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name of that. Is it? <laughs> the wandering jewish americans no well, it's good. That's, that's the funny. name of the you know i'm just i'm not it is know, I'm I, just, we had those in our house growing up oh that. like i'm not <laughs> it's uh, uh yeah. right I, I don't know what you know yeah I, yes i don't know how how to you know why are you are you just ripping now in the chat or are you adding are you, you started it you started riff you started chat riffing so all right which is sad for the people listening to the show we're so sorry um well listen jackie uh, clearly plants need to be we need to look at plant names and, and, update, and the- it's not my job that's the right. <laughs> but it does feel like the kind of bit that like Bill Burr would do, right? It was just like this is called this, not Bill Burr. Actually, actually, I don't think Bill Burr would do that joke. I like his. Mm-hmm. He might. I might. I mean, who any of us might do a joke about that? But um, it's a wide open premise. Clearly, uh, I'm sorry, Bill. I didn't mean to bring head. you into the narrative. <laughs> um, I went to a rally on Friday. I brought my dear son. It was oh, like, I meant I, to. I meant to go to that was, rally, but I was out of uh, I, I was out of the out of the out of the business, so I couldn't do it. Out of the business. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm out of the business, but I am at the rally. It was good. It was like I've never. And here's the thing: like I'm, I think a lot of comics. This is if you're primarily a comic, and then that's your entry and entree into writing. This collective action is really like a new way of thinking. 
Yeah. You know? And because so there was a rally in downtown LA and it was just WGA or? No, no, no. It was a lot of unions, you know, it was like WGA and, and then it was like the service workers union and teamsters and people that are going to have nothing to do with stand up or excuse me, or they're not like their, their service industry. Right. And uh, it's like, oh, I'm actually a part of this. Like I've never felt part of something. I always feel I'm always watching people. This is the audience. You know what I mean? Like we, and how, how comics have never been able to unionize because we're so, individual and against each other it's like it's really like the worst part of capitalism is the way stand-up comics treat each other you know yeah. like constantly uh vying for each other's shit and we're put in that position as well um right and but, watching yeah. just being part of like collective action it's never been anything i've even my sport wasn't even a team sport my sport was individual swimming watching my son be part of a team i'm like wow that's so different I don't know. It's just a very different sensation of yeah. feeling a part of something that I've never had in my life before. That's all. So you didn't. Okay. Is this sort of the first uh, protest you went to too? No, I've been to protests before, but. And, uh, and you have, but you haven't felt that. Uh, yeah, I have as a, as an American. Sure. Yeah. But, but no, as in terms of like being a worker, I never even considered myself a worker. You know, ah, know. yes. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. It always feels just like one of the normal worker bees of the world. Yes, that's and just, and shoulder that's to like, shoulder with everybody. Yeah, right. That's like um, that's like if you work for for Ford in Detroit in 1988, you're a worker. <laughs> Other yeah. than that, I was like, I don't, I don't understand what it meant. My dad was an engineer. He was always just taking gigs left and right. He had no pension. He had nothing that all these people are fighting for. And I, I. So I was raised not to even expect that or think that was, I don't know. That just seemed like a different kind of job, you know? Interesting. I know. Yeah. I didn't. Um, so your dad, he was sort of contract work. Completely. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it um, <laughs> well, it sucked. I got that. Oh, okay. And um, I, it was nice of them to send it. Yeah. Uh, I what I got was an agreement, but it, it was an agreement uh, about about a gig about this gig, right? That I that I'm not to talk that I've been talking about, but I just um, there's a couple of bad paragraphs in this contract that I got that they want me to sign, and it was supposed to be really straightforward, and I was just right. going to be able to sign it, but there's two paragraphs in it that I'm like, well, now I have to hire a lawyer to look at these two paragraphs. And so I got, essentially, I sent this stuff to the lawyer on Wednesday, or uh, I initiated contact with the lawyer on Wednesday, and then I uh, sent the th stuff on Friday, and I haven't heard back, and it's Saturday. What? No, it's Sunday. I mean, it's just two days later, and it's a long Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just want to sign it and send it off so I get it back. But again, I have been told to wait uh, to wait for the lawyer to look at those two paragraphs and make sure I'm not, they don't own my, you know, 2013 Corolla. And at the end, <laughs> it, and um, so I don't want to wait anymore. No. I want, I want, and I've lost 200 followers. I lost a hundred followers on TikTok and a hundred followers, uh, followers on Instagram. And I don't know why, and I don't know how, but I'm taking it personally, you guys. Uh, so I don't know. And, and oh, I, so I'm just you know uh, how you can solve that don't keep track 
I mean, these people that could have left. Sane. Yeah. They they could have left the platform. They, could they have might have been anything. bots. They might have all been. Might have been bots. Know? Like you know, but I was told because I have one hundred forty-four thousand point five now, um, thousand on TikTok. Oh, nice. And it was 0.6. And I was told a half a million. I was like, oh, 100,000. I should be able to fill the room. And then I was told it was a half a million. So um, the goalposts keep changing, of course. Yeah. And uh, so I'm doing, doing my damnedest. But I can't, you know, I, I don't. And then I was at 80,000 exactly on Instagram. And now I'm at 79.9. So listen to you whine about these incredibly high rates uh, makes me angry and want to throw the computer. <laughs> right. Uh, take it to somebody uh, else. All right. Yeah. Why don't you take this up with someone who has 213,000 followers, Jackie. Yeah. And, and, but I remember your, uh, your Twitter feed had so many more followers than mine. And I was like, Oh, I wish I had that many. Yeah, I do. I mean, the price I paid to have that many followers was both my parents died. But uh, that's the only time I've got followers is people interested in the death of my my loved ones. So yeah. It's a it's a grim. Uh, it's a grim, <laughs> grim trade. It's a real grim trade. Yeah. The uh, the economy doesn't work out because you only had two parents. It's better because no, I had three. Because I had yeah, you know, you, you yeah. lucked out on this one. Yeah, I got step parents. People to lose. Exactly, my father's constantly getting married. You might have another yeah. stepmom before before long. Who knows, Jackie? It was that woman that he married that he was married to for like three months that he had been having the affair with, and uh, he got he married her when Nancy started dating some guy that he was playing cards with, and so he couldn't play cards with the guy anymore. Uh -huh. um, and. <laughs> So my dad goes, well, you know, Nancy is dating uh, Bob, uh, W.W. Bob. And I was like, or Bob W.W. or whatever his name was. And I was like, what does the W.W. stand for? And he goes, window washer. He's a window washer. <laughs> well, it turns out Bob owns a company that washes the windows of all of the buildings in downtown Milwaukee. So he is a very successful dude named Bob that yeah. my dad played some sort of um, gambling card game with and um and had been playing with him for 30 odd years he's like well no i can't play cards with that guy because he's going out with nancy and i said well nancy got you where it hurts then good for her <laughs> and um and he goes you know i could get married on monday anyone would marry me and i said are you thinking of getting married at nancy what's happening <laughs> and that's literally what he did he married this woman evelyn and that was your stepmom for a little bit no, no. Well, I mean, that was his wife for a little bit. Yeah. And then, and he was so funny because he said, I, I didn't want to invite anybody to the wedding. And Darla said, my sister, she goes, I don't come to anyone's third wedding, dad. <laughs> Congratulations. And uh, so there's well, that. This is before Nancy became your stepmom, right? No, no, after. He had been having an affair uh, with this woman for like nine years. Oh, and your mom and your stepmom had passed away? No, Nancy, they they were together. So, okay, here's here's the thing. Nancy and my dad were together. They yeah. they had finally ended ended it, got divorced. And Nancy started dating a guy named Bob that my dad knew. So Nancy's still alive. Yeah. She's dating Bob the window washer. Uh and um and my dad as soon as she starts dating him, my dad could no longer play cards with that guy and he marries Evelyn. 
to show Nancy that he could get married and go out with somebody just as fast as she could. Gotcha. I didn't know your Nancy and your dad had been divorced. Eventually. They did live together for a long time, not divorced, uh, with their parents. They both had their moms. I used to do a bit about how both of their moms lived with them, the four of them. It was yeah. the dumbest. Uh, what was the analogy? The dumbest episode of the Golden Girls. It's almost <laughs> a Fred McMurray reference. And uh, Jackie, it sounds like the Yorks right now. Sarah and Andrew live together at the Royal Lodge um, in uh, and and of course, his mother. I bet was- the square footage is a little bit better. It is. It is. So it is. those are all royal people. I just had lunch uh, and. So many famous people came up. I had lunch with my friend, uh, my old roommate, Jennifer McLean, mm-hmm. and a couple of old, and I, uh, Brian Gannon, he tried to do stand-up for a while, but he just got too nervous. He would literally, he's such a great writer. I was like, just write. Because you he would, he would have to drink so much. Uh, or he would have to throw up right before he went on stage. He got stage fright that bad. Wow. It was grim. But they, I, we had such a fun time. And then he was talking about being on some some, uh, some game show that he was asked to be on. So we go, 25 words? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sounds like sort of a password, code names kind of thing. And um, But they mentioned like four famous people, one after another. And I kept going, and who is, who is that? And uh, so I don't know who anyone is. To this. Out of the fame loop, Jackie. It's so true. Do you know who isn't? Kira Sultanovich. She was at Cannes hosting uh, the con, influencer. Con, con. A con man. Was it a con? <laughs> and uh, I, I took five semesters of French in college and I passed three of them. I'll have you. Know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but anyway, she hosted the influencer awards in Cannes. I France. didn't know. I honestly, that was so beyond my thinking that a, a fellow comic could be hosting something at Cannes, but I thought it was like con. Tennessee, (laughs) but it was actual con. That's crazy. Only after she was wearing a gown with like fake diamonds on it did I think, oh, is this is this in Europe? (laughs) Yeah, she she literally looked like a movie star. Yeah, go to to Kira Sultanovitz's Instagram and check out that dress because she looked gorgeous. Yep, and check out Maddie Kelly. It's Maddie Kelly. All right, bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.